All right, hi, welcome to episode four of, oh my god, what am I talking about? Getting ahead of myself here, episode three of Feigning Champs. And today is not a game day. We're just going to preview what's going to be Seireen's first game in the preliminary inter-high tournament, which happens to be against Shinkyo. So that's going to be coming up in a little bit, just a preview of that game, not a game day. Um, We're also going to do our NBA playoff update first. We're going to dive right in with that. And we will also actually do uh, a first round of the draft recap uh, for the NFL that happened last night. So we got a little draft recap, we got a little NBA playoff update, and we have a preview for Sabine's first preliminary tournament game for the Inter High against Shinkyo. Um, but first, the NBA playoff update. And for that, we will go to my very talented producer. NBA playoff update. And now we know, prepare to get burned Philly. The 76ers win game six against the Raptors 132-97. A dominating win to escape the collapse curse of Doc Rivers. And all that awaits them now is defeat at the hands of the Heat. Joel Embiid scored 33 and nabbed 10 rebounds. Tyrese Maxey contributed 25 points. James Harden got 20, 2 points and had 15 assists. Tobias Harris played well with 19 points and 11 assists. And the Heat will beat them all. For the Raptors. In the loss Chris Boucher got 25 points and 10 rebounds a double-double. In defeat Pascal Siakam had 24 points. Also Gary Trent Jr. scored 19. And Scotty Barnes scored 18. Goodbye Toronto. Bring on Philadelphia. Go. Heat. On to the next game. The Suns win game 6-1-15-109. Winning the series against the Pelicans 4 games to 2. The story here. The point god Chris Paul. A perfect game for the point guard. 14 for 14 shooting and 4 for 4 from the line. Chris Paul had 33 points. Amazing performance. DeAndre Ayton had 20 points. Michael Bridges had 18 points. Devin Booker got 13 points. Cameron Johnson got 13 also. For the losers, the Pelicans. Led by Brandon Ingram who had 21 points and 11 assists. A double-double. Herbert Jones scored 16 in the loss. Larry Nance Jr. scored 15 in defeat. Trey Murphy III had 12. Jose Alvarado had 11. Jonas Valanciunas got 10 points. And goodbye New Orleans. Last. Game was a close one. Mavericks won the game and series in the end. Winning the game 98-96 over the Jazz. And winning the series 4 games to 2. For the Mavs. Luka Doncic and Jalen Brunson both scored 24 points. Spencer Dinwiddie scored 19. Dorian Finney-Smith helped out with a double-double, 18 points, 10 assists. For the losing losers in Utah, Donovan. Mitchell scored 23 but couldn't win. Bohan Bogdanovic had 19. Jordan Clarkson got 15. Mike Conley got 11. And Rudy Gobert had himself a double-double with 10 points and 12 rebounds, but couldn't win. This concludes the NBA playoff update. Go Heat! <laughs> All right, so before we get on to Sayreen's first game, and first of all, thank you for that wonderful, wonderful NBA playoff update, and for mentioning so many times, let's go Heat. Um, 
before we get on to Sayreen's first game, um, let's talk a little bit about the Inter High preliminary tournament itself and just give like a little bit of an overview of that. First of all, if you lose, you're out. So it's a single elimination, knockout style tournament, kind of like March Madness. You lose, you're done. That's all. Goodbye. So Tokyo itself has four divisions. It has A block, B block, C block, and D block. Now the schools that win each block will go on to play in the championship league. And from there, the top three teams in the championship league will actually make it to the inter high. So this is the first step of a long journey to the inter high if Sabine's going to make it there. Um, but every journey starts with the first step, right? And to get to where we want to go, we have to make it through this first. Um, so out of 300 participating high schools, in the end, only the three teams that win the championship, the top three teams in the championship league, will make it to the Inter High itself. So out of the 300 participating schools, only the top 1% will make it. Um, now for Savering, in our block, Shutoko High will probably be the toughest opponent, most likely. Um, but again, this is a little bit looky look ahead because um, if we do play Shutoko High, which is probably the strongest school in this block, um, it wouldn't be until the finals anyway, just because of how the the block is set up, uh, how the bracket's set up. So. You know, we have to make it there first, too. So let's not look ahead too far. Let's kind of stay where we are. Um, I just wanted to give an overview of the tournament and how it kind of worked. Um, some more little interesting tidbits on Shotoko, though, while we're kind of on the topic. Last year, they were in Japan's top eight. Uh, they have a generation of Miracle player on their team as well. They have Shintaro Midorima. And so it's something to look forward to. Another generation of Miracles matchup if we could possibly get there, but uh, we're, we're, we're way too far ahead of ourselves. We haven't even played our first preliminary game. So um, we know that Coach Ida also has a team on a new training regime to get ready for this tournament. So hopefully that will give us a little bit of a boost. But in our practice game against Kaijo, I thought the team looked really strong. Uh, Kaijo is a strong team. It was a great game. It was a close game. Maybe Sayreen got a little bit lucky to win, but I thought also that Sayreen looked pretty strong. And now Coach Ida has adjusted the training and trusted, uh, adjusted the scheme a little bit, so I have a little bit of faith in this team. Um, with that being said, we'll move on to our Shinkyo preview here. So our main focus here leading up to this game against Shinkyo is going to be a player spotlight. Um, they're a foreign exchange student, Papa and Bayasiki, and we've actually heard reports from the team um, that they've given him a nickname. They've been calling him Dad over there amongst the players. Um, so having a little fun amongst themselves over there. But like I said, he's a foreign exchange student, and he is tall, 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 tall. And not only is he tall, but he's like all arms and legs too. Like he's very spindly. He reminds me of uh, the Durantula, Kevin Durant, actually. Um, he's 6'7", so 
really tall, like I said, 200 pounds. He's from Senegal, which is in West Africa, and he is Coach Ida's main concern. Um, with the addition of Dad, Shinkyo has gone from being, you know, a pretty average team, maybe even a bad team, to quite good, actually. Um, and we mentioned earlier about how Coach Ida has the team on a new training regimen and has been putting some new strategies into the team and into the game plan and stuff. And part of that has been how she plans on handling that. And we actually have some sound from her. We spoke to Coach earlier. And uh, we're going to play that sound for you now about how she's planning on playing Shinkyo and how she's planning on playing Dad. Or Papa. We are here with the Serene High School basketball coach. Coach Rico Ida. Thank you, Coach, for joining us today. And we're looking ahead to your game against Shinkyo High coming up for the preliminary tournament of the Inter High. Um, now, we heard Shinkyo has a foreign exchange player over there. Um, is he your biggest concern? His name is Papa Mbai Siki, two meters tall, weighs 87 kilos. He's a foreign student from Senegal. Okay, he can't just be tall though, right coach? There's more to him than just being tall. His arms and legs are long too. It all boils down to just one word. Height. More and more Japanese schools are inviting students from abroad to increase their power. Our next opponent, Shinkyo Academy, had only been a middle tier school until this past year. But with the addition of a single foreign player to their roster, they've become a completely different team. His reach is too high. Because of this one simple reason, no one has been able to stop him. I see, yeah, he sounds menacing. We'll be sure to talk about him for sure. Um, and how are you planning on defending, I guess? What are you planning on doing about that? You aren't going to find it so easy to score. That's because... Okay, so you're planning on having Kagami on Dad, as you call him, the whole time. Even if he can't reach, there's a way. Just like Mitobe taught him. When it comes to defense, Mitobe's the man. You'll practice with him every day before the next game. He'll show you how to use your body to stop an opponent who's bigger than you are. And what are you going to have Kagami and Mitobi working on? Listen up. Blocking's not the only way to stop a shot. You can make them miss. Don't let him do what he wants to. Don't let him go where he wants to. Force him into a form that he's not comfortable in. And put the pressure on him. So he can't shoot easily. All right, thanks, Coach. Sounds like you have uh, quite a game plan. Sounds like you have Kagami and Mitobe going through quite the training over there. Um, we'll let you get back to practice. Thanks for joining us. Bye now. So that was our interview with Coach Rico. A um, couple more things to wrap up about the 
game coming up against Shinkyo, and that is we do have it confirmed now. Tepe will be out for this game, so we won't say we won't see Kiyoshi in this game either. And he still hasn't been to practice, and there's no update or word on what kind of time frame we can expect. We just know he's not going to be in this game, and we'll have to take it game by game, I guess, week by week. Um, but yes, no Tepe Kiyoshi in this game out again. Uh, won't even travel with the team and still has not been seen at practice either. Um, that kind of wraps up our preview about Papa and Shinkyo, at least for now, until game day. Um, last thing we wanted to do was a little NFL draft recap. And big main takeaway was lots of trades in that draft. Wow. Now, we're not going to go like pick by pick or anything like that. If you want some more of our other sports analysis or things like that, you can actually follow us on Twitter at Feigning Champs, at Feigning Champs, uh, just like the name of the podcast. Um, But we are going to go through a few things of the draft, and my team is the New York Jets, and I think that they had just a fantastic night last night, really. Nabbing three players, people are saying three players that are considered to be in the top 10. So you can do that then you know you're having a pretty good night but hearing that as a Jets fan also scares the heck out of me so what did they do at pick number four they got sauce Gardner Ahmed Gomner Gardner who is a cornerback from Cincinnati now he wasn't the first DB taken off the board Derek Stingley Jr. was taken right before him at pick three but a lot of people are saying that sauce could be maybe the best corner in this draft in this class um so that's what they did at four they came back around at 10 to draft wide receiver garrett wilson and i've heard that some people consider him the best athlete in the draft maybe the best wide receiver who knows maybe he could use a little work on his route running or things here or there when it comes to being technically a wide receiver but that he is one of the best athletes in this draft for sure and he's expected to be one of the best receivers in this draft and again two picks before him at eight uh the first wide receiver went off the board drake drake london and he went to atlanta um but very happy with garrett wilson really um like i said some people consider him the best receiver in the draft and then towards the end of the draft jets came back in made a trade with tennessee to come up and get uh, defensive end from Florida State, Jermaine Johnson II, who was falling, falling, falling. And, you know, Jets were like, we can't see this guy fall anymore. We got to go get him. He was on their board. He was in the top 10 of their board. He was maybe in the top five of their board. I think all three of these players could have been in the top five of the Jets board. And they went in and got him. Pick 26. Um... So yeah, go Jets, go Jets, go Jets. But like I said, as a Jets fan, hearing all this positive news really starts to worry me because I'm, everything that good could happen to the Jets, the opposite always happens. So um, we'll have to see what actually happens. But as of now, on the draft high, um, feeling pretty good. Um, other notable things, Trayvon Walker, defensive end from Georgia, went number one overall. Aiden Hutchinson gets to stay home in Michigan, in Detroit for the Lions, and he's a defensive end as well, and now the Lions have um, Aiden Hutchinson on defense, and um, oh my god, what is their, 
tight end's name. This is going to kill me. I have to look it up. Hold on. They have Aiden Hutchinson on defense. And I know the name is like, they're going to be like a Batman and Robin kind of thing. Uh, TJ Hawkinson. Duh. At tight end. So uh, Hutchinson, Hawkinson. They're doing a little bit of similarity thing there. Um, the Giants. This was awesome. Uh, the Make-A-Wish kid who was just so hyped to be there and so excited to be making the Giants pick at five. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau and defensive edge for Oregon. Uh, he's a Giant now. And then at pick seven, the Giants come back and take a tackle from Alabama, Evan Neal. Quick and easy. Nice night. Really good. Um, we saw a lot of wide receivers go off the board. We saw Drake London at 8 go to Atlanta. We saw Garrett Wilson at 10, like I said, go to Ohio State. We saw Chris Olave from Ohio State, back-to-back Ohio State wide receivers, go to New Orleans at 11. At 12, we saw Jamison Williams go to Detroit. Uh, the Lions come back into the first round, back into 12, make a trade, some AFC North-on-North North crime, trading with Minnesota to come back and get Jamison Williams. Um... Baltimore sitting pretty at 14 and they just take the best player available and Kyle Hamilton at safety from Notre Dame. Um, another wide receiver went at 16 and Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Another wide receiver after the Titans made one of the very many trades of the night and traded their star wide receiver AJ Brown away and traded him to Philadelphia. They go ahead and at 18, replace him right away with Traylon Burks. Um, The first and only quarterback off the board, Kenny Pickett, drafted 20th to Pittsburgh. So I don't know what that means for Mitchell Trubisky. Um, Is he still going to start? Is Pickett going to get the chance? I think they're going to give Pickett every chance because we've seen a lot of Mitch Trubisky and it's not the most impressive thing in the world. Um... The Cowboys draft another offensive lineman, which they've been so great at the past couple of years, really the last five or ten years, and they draft Tyler Smith, uh, offensive tackle out of Tulsa. Um, Tyler Linderbaum, center from Iowa, goes next pick, pick 25, to Baltimore. So another, they're saying good pick, that he's going to fit in perfectly in Baltimore. Um... Like I said, the Jets again, Jermaine Johnson at 26 to get from Florida State at the end. Oh, this was funny too. At 29, Cole Strange when the uh, Patriots took the guard out of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Um, I don't know if anybody saw uh, Sean McVay, the coach for the Rams reaction, but he was like, ah, damn, we wasted our time because we were watching him thinking he was going to fall to us. And sure enough, Bill Belichick had a uh, similar thought and drafted him first. Um, and those are really the big things that stuck out of me about the draft. So quick and painless draft talk. Um, go Jets. Scared about all the positive news, though, for sure. Definitely think this is now going to be a bust of a draft. All three of these players are going to be out of the league. My fiance actually said last night after hearing Sauce Gardner's name, simply after hearing his name, he was, he was like, oh, that guy's going to be arrested within two years. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, yeah, just based because they call him Sauce. He's going down. Um, she knows nothing about him. She was just doing it based off the name Sauce. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully he's a good guy. Hopefully no one gets arrested. Um, but the NFL does kind of have a problem with getting things arrested. So um, 
but yeah, very excited for the Jets and uh, good night of the NFL. See you next time on Fame Champs. Bye.